The Nashville Predators drop their first game of the season to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of five to three. On today's Locked on Predators podcast, we'll share our one word to describe the game. And we're going to break down the parts of Barry Trotz's and Andrew Burnett's vision that we saw glimpses of in the game last night. All that's coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we have to start out the episode by giving a special shout out to our Locked On Predheads, our everyday listeners who tune in Monday through Friday to hear us talk Nashville Predators. We love you guys, and we thank you so much for spending a part of your day with us. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News, and I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan. But Nick is going to be taking a couple days off. So I'm going to be breaking down game one of the Predators 2023-24 season solo. It was a 5-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're going to dive into that in just one minute. But first, I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So yeah, the Nashville Predators played game one of the 2023-24 season. It is a very new chapter that officially started last night as they headed to Amelie Arena, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, which was, let's face it, quite a measuring stick out of the gate game for the Predators who have new head coach new roster, new systems to learn, and they're facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. But there were some good things to like about the game. There were some challenges in the game. We're going to get to breaking all of that down in just a minute. Uh, First, here's kind of what happened so you have context for everything we're going to talk about next. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, of course, uh, got Tampa Bay on the board in the first period. Ryan O'Reilly tied it up in the second period. And then Yuso Parsonen, y'all, gave Nashville their first lead of the game 11 seconds into the third period. Penalties gave Tampa Bay their next two scores. One was a power play goal. And Brandon Hagel scored on UC Saros on a penalty shot after Luke Shen was called for a penalty. Tommy Novak, Tommy Novak, y'all, tied the game up with a power play goal midway through the third period. But Nicholas Paul came back and scored his second goal of the game, a power play goal to give Tampa Bay the lightning again. And then Nikita Kucherov scored a last second empty net goal to make the final score five to three Tampa Bay. So kicking off the new season, of course, means we are bringing back one of our favorite things, our one word to describe the game. And with Nick out of commission, I knew I needed to rely on you to contribute your one word. And so here are some responses that we got after the game on how would you describe 
this Predators first game of the season coming right out of the gate in one word. So here's some answers. At Alex William Wynn, one word was hopeful. Okay, I'm here for this. Emma says uh, she is undecided. Kira Parung, and Kira, if I am pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. Kira says, Novi, Parsi, fun. Love that. Uh, Paul Breitweiser says, optimistic. Mike Evan 79 said, patience, which I think is a great one word for this. Uh, Sydney Doutzenberg, again, Sydney, I'm hoping that I'm getting that right. Sydney says, optimistic. Love Novi and Parsi. Penalties and refs. I know quite a few words. Well, look, Sydney, take heart because here's the thing. We have no hard and fast rules about it actually being one word at Lockdown Predators. Nick and I break it all the time. And I'm going to break it right now as I share with you my one word to describe this Predators first game of the season. And my one word to describe this game is family reunion. Now, I want to preface all of this by saying this is not any sort of personal experience. I, we have great family reunions in my family, but just we're talking stereotypical family reunion. And this is why, you know, you go to a family reunion, you kind of meander up to the pavilion and sort of look for a familiar face, kind of starts off very slow, feels a little bit awkward. You know, haven't seen these folks in a while. You're looking to kind of try to make some sort of a connection and make your way into the group. But once you kind of start warming up, you start greeting your cousins and your aunts and uncles, you know, you meet new spouses, you get to hold new babies, you reminisce about old fun stories, you're eating Aunt Sally's potato salad, which actually is a thing from my family reunions. And you begin to realize, hey, you know what, this is really fun. I'm so glad I came to this. This is so much better than I expected. But then do we all have that one relative, that one weird relative who comes along and sits down next to you and says something like, why aren't you married yet? Or says something like, um, like, have you put on some weight? Or, you know, I never really thought you would amount to anything. You know, kind of that backhanded comment that makes you kind of record scratch the fun you're having. That is a little bit what last night's game felt like to me. Look, there was plenty to like. There were even some things that we're going to talk about to love. But the one thing that kind of came along in, in record scratched the fun vibes from the second period and in a little bit into the third period for Nashville were penalties last night, y'all. Penalties. And this is something, man, Nick and I got tired of talking about this last season. I know the Nashville Predators get tired of it too. Um, but that was sort of the game. That family reunion was sort of the game. It started so slow. The Predators got two shots on goal in the first period. They looked tentative. In uh, the During the game, Andrew Brunette's interview, he described it as jittery. And I think that was so true. The Predators looked nervous. They looked jittery and tentative. Uh, it was almost like they wondered if they'd wandered up to the right pavilion. Like, are these my people? Do I recognize anyone? It was like things were unfamiliar in the first period. Go to first intermission and who is there to say what needs to be said, but our old buddy PK Subban, who absolutely ripped the Nashville Predators a new one in that first intermission about like, you got to get out there and skate. You, you're doing nothing. You are asleep. You cannot play in the, you know, you cannot play a game at that pace. 
Well, whether that broadcast was on in the locker room during the intermission, whether Andrew Brunette had words of wisdom, we're going to kind of speculate on what happened in the locker room between that first and second period. The Predators came out and looked like a different team. They got comfortable. They found their groove. You know, we started to see what we loved about, you know, old players like Roman Yossi, things that we loved about players like Philip Forsberg. We also got to enjoy some things about new players like Ryan O'Reilly. You know, we saw great skill from Yusuf Parsonen. Tommy Novak had a goal. Like, okay, you know what? This is fun. Like the Nashville Predators are going to be fun to watch. And then the third period penalties came along and, and kind of interrupted that nice time. So overall, I, I walk away from this game saying there are so many good things to like and uh, there's some things to love, but we still have that frustration and, and we're not there yet. And Andrew Burnett has been very clear. He was clear going into this game, heading to Tampa Bay. Look, we are not where we want to be. We're not where we need to be yet. This is a process. I think you saw another step in the process in last night's game, especially in the second and third periods. I also think you saw some of the things that interrupt that progress when you're talking about penalties and that slow tentative start. So another step in the process, you know, um, overall, I, I would agree. I would say optimistic. I would say patient. Um, I, I would say hopeful. There were some good things, but still predators aren't quite there yet. So Andrew Burnett and Barry Trotz really have spent the off season and training camp in the preseason laying out a clear picture of what they expect from this Nashville Predators team. So let's take a closer look at this first of 82 games and see how much of that vision we saw glimpses of against Tampa Bay. We're going to do that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app. The NHL season is finally here and Nashville Predators fans are wondering what to expect from a very different looking team. If you're playing fantasy hockey and you need all the inside information on Tommy Novak or Philip Forsberg, you need to check out the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for fantasy sports, especially when it comes to fantasy hockey. If you like to talk hockey, you can join with other Predators fans to talk about what the team is doing and get some opinions on your fantasy team. You can join a team chat right there on Sleeper. And with Sleeper, you can get 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. Just pick more or less on stats for your favorite Preds player. Stats like goals, assists, saves, or even plus minus. That's right, Preds fans, a hundred time payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right away to win big. This app is easy to use and your entries can be made in under a minute. So download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's promo code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
NHL players operate in a performance-based, high-pressure environment. And one of the areas where hockey teams like the Nashville Predators are focusing a lot of energy is on player mental health. Now, you and I may not be on the ice trying to score the game-winning goal, but we can all relate to feeling under pressure. And taking care of our mental health is something we can all probably do a little better. Therapy can help us learn coping strategies, understand our struggles, and it isn't just for professional athletes or people who have experienced major trauma. If you are thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge to find the best fit for you. It's time to take care of our mental health, so visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on NHL. So in the offseason, as Barry Trotz made his decision to hire Andrew Brunette, as Barry Trotz made some big changes to the Nashville Predators roster, and as we got to know a little bit more about Andrew Brunette, the two of them really laid out a vision for this Nashville Predators team. And let's take a look at what we heard from them in the offseason and compare it to what did we see? Now, granted, this is a 60-minute window out of you know 60 times 82 games which is more math than I'm going to do in my head, but a lot of minutes, y'all, uh, over the course of a season. So this is just the first game, but let's talk about first impressions. Let's talk about what we've heard from them and what we saw. One of the things that Barry Truss was very big on this offseason was hiring veteran or bringing in veteran leadership. And that kind of threw people in Nashville for a curve because, hey, this was the youth movement. But he signed Gus Nyquist. He signed Ryan O'Reilly. He signed Luke Shen. Also really focused a lot of attention on needing Roman Yossi, UC Saros, and Philip Forsberg to lead this team. So how did that look? How did the veterans do leading the team on and off the ice in this first impression? Well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is that Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg, first goal of the season that tied the game up. Philip Forsberg had just an amazing toe drag, smart move, little pause around Victor Hedman to find Ryan O'Reilly heading straight to the net. O'Reilly tipped that uh, puck in. So I love a, kind of a fun thing that Ryan O'Reilly gets the first goal of the season for the Nashville Predators. You know, so that's the kind of performance on the ice that I really think that you want to see from the Predators. And that's the style of play that you want to see from the Nashville Predators that, you know, put the puck on net kind of play. Um, a lot of people have asked, what's the difference in the styles between last season and this season? And my best reference is, is the Hamilton reference. And I know there's not a lot of crossover between musical theater and hockey. There should be, y'all. There should be a much bigger middle section in that Venn diagram. But I digress. But in Hamilton, you have Alexander Hamilton, who is go, 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 go. And you have Aaron Burr, who waits for his opportunities. And that Aaron Burr was the Nashville Predators offense. Like, be patient. Pass the puck around. Wait for your opening. 
Andrew Burnett's style of play, this system that he's implementing is Alexander Hamilton. It is, I am not throwing away my shot. It is, there's an opportunity and I'm going, 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 going. He doesn't slow down. That's what the Nashville Predators um, style of play is like. And I think that we saw that from, you know, that Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg goal. I think we saw that style of play across the board in that second and third period. High, uh, high speed fast pace up and down the ice through transition. Don't get caught up, you know, in the neutral zone. And so I feel like we saw some of that from the Nashville Predators. When it comes to the veteran leadership, there is a part of me that wonders what happened in that locker room after that first period. You know, did Roman Yossi or Ryan O'Reilly or Philip Forsberg or UC Soros, probably not UC Soros, he's a quiet one, but did they stand up and, and say anything or did nothing need to be said and the veterans read the room? Did they just step back and let Andrew Burnett lead? Those veteran players knew walking off the ice that that was not the 20 minutes of hockey they wanted to play. I mean, let's face it, the young guys did too. But what did the leaders, you know, what did the veteran leaders do in that moment? That's something I'm curious about uh, and hope I get a chance to ask them tomorrow at practice. So I would say when it comes to having veteran leadership on and off the ice, I would say that we saw some of that. I'd give that grade a C for the Nashville Predators in their first game. Uh, Andrew Burnett, big on puck possession. You know, he talked about in his first press conference, if you are going to, um, if you're going to win games, you've got to possess the puck. I would rather have the puck. You know, this is something big that he talked about. Look, Nashville's first period, not that. Nashville's first period was was the opposite of that. So it gave us a nice comparison, very black and white comparison uh, with the first period and the second and third period. Um, but the second and third period, you know, talk about there's a stat called Corsi 4. And, you know, stats is not my love language, but Corsi 4 measures shot attempts. But it also, as a part of that, gives you an idea of puck possession, because if you're going to shoot the puck, you have to possess the puck. Um, so in the first period, the Nashville Predators, Corsi 4 was 26 percent, 20, almost 27 percent. So only 20 27 percent of the time they had the puck. The second period, 65% of the time, Nashville had puck possession. Third period, only 40%. But y'all, would it not have been different had we not had those penalties? It's a whole thing. So we did see part of, look, we want to possess the puck. We want to keep the puck. We want to get the puck and we want to keep the puck. So when I think about that aspect of the system, I would say the Nashville Predators were probably a B minus. Like that first period was rough, y'all. Like it was like a hot potato. But they really showed more of that, hey, we are going to be big on puck possession. And they showed that in the second and third periods of this game. Another thing that Andrew Burnett preaches is a fast-paced game. First period, again, not so much. Uh, slow as molasses. It was really painful. And I thought, how is what I've seen in training camp not translating on the ice? And it wasn't that Tampa Bay was doing something to prevent it. Nashville just wasn't there in the first. And you know what happened? UC Saros kept Nashville in that game. Um, you know, he ended up with like an 879 save percentage, but that's not reflective of how critical he was in keeping this a close game for as long as it was. I mean, this was a one goal game with two seconds left, you know, so 
UC Soros is the hero that we all know that we're going to need for 81 more games. Second period, though, quick transitions. Play was moving up and down the ice. You know, it was back and forth. You know, if they turned it over, they went and got it back. And there were long stretches where the Nashville Predators were matching Tampa Bay in skating. They were matching in them in speed. And it's been a while, y'all, since the Predators didn't look like they were being outskated by a team like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has skated around the Predators for seasons. When it comes to speed, pace of the game, Nashville really has not in past seasons been able to keep up like I think they did for 40 minutes tonight. You know, I was a little worried after that second period, the Nashville Predators, again, 65% of the time possessed the puck. They really dominated in the second period. And I thought, okay, Tampa Bay is going to come out in the third period and they are going to respond. And really what happened in the third period is the Predators shot themselves in the foot. It wasn't so much that Tampa came, Tampa Bay came out and really um, had this huge pushback. It's that the Predators kind of shot themselves in the foot with penalties. But overall, I feel like the Predators for 40 minutes competed well. I feel like you saw glimpses of this speed, this quick transition game, this often, you know, this puck possession game that Andrew Burnett and Barry Trotz have sold to Predators fans. So in that, I'm going to give them a B in that because we're seeing glimpses y'all of what they're trying to do and you're gonna hopefully as they progress see more of that second period pace in future games another big point for the nashville predators this season is going to be developing young players so let's talk about some young players and how did they perform tommy novak had chef's kiss power play goal. I mean, he threaded a needle with his shot. Of course, Luke Evangelista helped out by screening Johansson. Uh, Tommy Novak had that goal. He played 1533 when it comes to time on ice. Young Yuso Parsonen uh, started on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg. This is a great opportunity for Yuso Parsonen and Yuso Parsonen is not going to waste this chance. He also had a quick goal in the third period, I think 11 seconds in. So we saw some points from these two players. I thought that uh, Novak and Parson and looked good. Evangelista and Tomasino, neither one of them got any shots on goal last night. But again, there were some good things that they did. One of the players who, who we lump in with quote unquote young players, and, and I think we think of this as far as experience, is Kiefer Sherwood. Kiefer Sherwood only played little less than eight minutes in last night's game. So that's something to keep an eye on. I know there were a couple of plays that maybe he didn't execute as well as he wishes he would have. So that's something to keep an eye on. And we'll check in on Kiefer Sherwood when it comes to practice tomorrow. So when it comes to developing young players, giving young players opportunities, I'm going to say that in game one of the 82 game season, I think this also was a B. I think they were given opportunities and I think a couple of them grabbed them. So for me, we saw some good glimpses of what Brunette and Trotz have been preaching about. We're not there yet, but we saw some good glimpses. Coming up, we're going to talk about a couple of stats that help tell the story of game one. And we're also going to talk about the acting chops of Ryan O'Reilly and UC Soros. All that's coming up in just a minute. 
This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Several years ago, my husband and I were traveling internationally when I ended up getting sick. I was across the globe from my primary care doctor and I struggled to find effective over-the-counter medication until I could get home. Situations like this are why you need to check out Jace Medical. We all need to be able to take care of ourselves and our loved ones during the unexpected. And that is why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you know you have access to medication in an emergency. And Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensing to pharmacy medication delivery, and they provide ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. You can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Nashville Predators dropped their first game of the season again. Tampa Bay Lightning defeated them 5-3, to three, but a lot of good things to like about this game. Let's talk about a couple of stats that I think matter. Uh, the first one, the Predators were 10-24-2 when they went down by a, the first goal last season. So when they were scored upon first, Last season, they were 10, 24, and 2. And I think this really speaks to the Predators needing a hot start. Did not have that last night against Tampa Bay. It is something that Andrew Brunette has said in preseason that he felt like the Predators are not jumping on the ice and getting that quick start. Something the Predators are going to have to work on. And that's really something that is going to change the trajectory of some games for the Predators. If they can come out like they did in the second period, in the first period, that could be a game changer for the Nashville Predators. So really that stat preaches to let's let's get a hot start. Let's get out there and score that first goal and see what happens from there. Uh, another interesting stat that I think is a credit to the Predators and, and really emphasizes they're on the right track, Nashville kept Tampa Bay from getting a shot on goal for an 11-minute stretch in the second period. That second period was exactly, well, not exactly, but as close to what Andrew Burnett wants as we've seen through the preseason. And it was the best that we saw them play last night was that second period. So if they can continue to possess the puck, if they can continue to generate offensive chances, if they can continue to tie up a team and stick them in the defensive zone, this is going to benefit the Nashville Predators. That's the style of play. You're going to see more of those long stretches where UC Saros maybe isn't going to face 64 shots on goal against the Carolina Hurricanes this season. If the Predators can execute as well as they did for stretches in that second period. So I think that's the Andrew Burnett system at work when you can limit your opponent's offensive chances because you are just too busy playing with the puck. Finally, the last stat that I think is so important, probably the most important stat to take away from last night's game, and that is one of 82. Y'all, I know we just spent this whole time analyzing 60 minutes of hockey and talking about how close are we to the vision that Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett have sold us in the offseason. 
But remember, this is game one of 82. Andrew Burnett has been very uh, upfront. The players have been very upfront in saying, you know, we aren't yet there, but we are on our way. And so I think we can take comfort in the good things and be hopeful that some of the frustrations will improve. Y'all, they have got to improve the penalty situation. So this is one game of 82. Again, I think it's kind of a good thing. Nick and I talked about how hard this October schedule is. This is a tough schedule for the Predators coming right out of the gate where they would like to have a little time to ramp up and, and get a little more learning under their belts against maybe some some less challenging teams right out of the bat. But that's not the way this season's unfolding. And I think against Tampa Bay, you can walk away from last night's game saying, we're still learning, but we are headed in the right direction. You know, one game of 82. Do I think the Nashville Predators are going to make a deep playoff run after the first game? No, not necessarily. Do I think the Nashville Predators are going to surprise some teams this season? I sure do. And they almost surprised the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. So really a lot of good things to take away from this, a lot of things to like, a couple things to love. Now, what are the Predators going to do before Thursday night? Because they do take on the Seattle Kraken Thursday night. And Seattle's an interesting team as well. We're going to learn more about Seattle coming up later on this week as well. Finally, could not possibly end this episode without talking about the mass mutual commercial with Ryan O'Reilly and UC Soros. And I hope you all have seen it. If not, I will find a way to put it up, throw it up on Twitter for you to watch it. Because first of all, how did anybody convince UC Soros to be in a commercial because he's just so kind of quiet and reserved. Second of all, UC Soros has some acting chops. Now, I know that he literally had two words the whole time. He says, no goal, no goal, no goal. As Ryan O'Reilly asks him questions about you know, his financial future, no goal, no goal. The best part is just that last quiet, as Ryan O'Reilly walks off. Y'all, Ryan O'Reilly and UC Soros, you have delighted us. And the Oscar goes to you two for that great mass mutual commercial. That was really fun. So this is what we know about the Nashville Predators in game one of an 82 game season. There is plenty more to learn. There is plenty more to see from this Predators team. And we're going to have to really dive in and watch close as the season goes on, and the season is going on, friends, Nashville hosts its first regular season home game at Bridgestone Arena tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken and you-know-who. Uh, here's the great news. Tomorrow on the Lockdown Predators podcast, we will be having a crossover, a squad cast, or as I like to call it with the Kraken, a squid cast with one of my very favorite people, Erica Ayala. She is the host of the Locked on Kraken podcast. Erica is going to join me. We are going to talk about what's going on with the Seattle Kraken team, what we need to know about them. We're going to preview the game. And yes, we will probably get an update on you know who. At some point, maybe this will stop hurting with Ellie Tolvanen. It's not today, folks. 
If you have any questions about Ellie Tolvanen, about the Seattle Kraken, or if there is a topic that you would love for us to tackle here at the Lockdown Predators podcast, give us a shout out. Send us a note on Twitter. You can find us at LO underscore Predators. We are also now on Facebook and Instagram. We are so cool all of a sudden. So just search Lockdown Predators on Facebook and Instagram, and you will be sure to find our page. You can also find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. And you can check out my work at InsideThePreds.com. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Hey, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow to preview that Seattle Kraken home game. We'll see you then.